1: And I think that another way to kind of get over and get confident is to when you walk into a room or when you walk into a place is to to not jump to right ahead to picking people apart and finding the problems, but to but to find the kindness in the people and watch how your whole attitude shifts. Because if you walk in, because what you're really doing is knocking them down so you feel more confident. Drop like it drop like a hat, drop like it like a hat, drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> giddy, giddy. Welcome to the Mom MomChoose podcast. Oh my God, you guys. So I've been feeling like, you know, okay, I'm gonna be totally honest here. We've got so much to cover right now. Number one, I was thinking like so often we look at everyone around us and we're like, oh my God, they're doing so amazing. They're doing so well. And um, recently we had reached out to someone to do some work for us. And our the person was like, mm, they passed. And I was like, wait, we're paying them. How do they, what are they, they passing? I'm like, why? Like, what's the pass on? And I began to think, I was like, I was like, wait, for a minute, I was like, is this us? Like, what, what is, are they looking at us and being like, no, they're done. They're like, mom, the mom world is like so overdone. I really began to go through that thinking about I, oh, I feel you always do that. Okay, I did it again. Yeah, I know. And then I was like, but really, we're just, we got to stay in our own lane and figure out exactly why we are what we do. Because so much of what we do, we never stop and think about what we've accomplished. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've never stopped and been like, wow, we've really accomplished. even if we say it,
2: I can't feel it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. I mean, if you can't feel it and I can't feel it, maybe a lot of people can't feel it. But like, what's the, we don't have a perception of ourselves. No. Which is super weird. I, I guess, I mean, I think a lot of like creators and like um, I'm creatives. I'm so for Natalie because yeah. it, it's <clears throat> cold and it's raining and snowing, yeah, you guys. Sunny. And I think, and I, because I've heard in interviews that it's like, that's why pe- why experts who aren't, you say, always say, make sure that you celebrate your milestones.
1: But what's a fucking, sorry, but what's a fucking, sorry, did I forget that? Where he won't go down? No, I don't drive this car. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. Um, when that producer, who, I, I don't even know who she was. Like, she didn't introduce herself. Mm-mm. She didn't come up and say, I'm the head producer. And also, we've had a lot of people who've come up to us and like, oh, they love you. They want to have you back. Like, at this point, we don't know what's just bullshit up your ass. Yeah. And what's actually legit, you yeah. know? And we've come to realize there's a lot of bullshit up your ass. Yeah. A lot of bullshit up your ass. Yeah.
2: And uh, honestly, sometimes the bullshit up your ass is just to, like, give you the confidence to go do something. Like, that's their job. And so they're not being, like, they're not being was mean that, about it. They're that, just doing their job. Do you
1: remember the first time we went on a TV show? Yeah. Um, and oh my God. the producer at oh. that time came back yeah. and was like, this is so big for you guys. Yeah. They love you guys. <laughs> like, on, like, so Over the top. Oh
2: my God, it's so cringe
1: when I think about it now. So over the top. Oh
2: God.
1: And then never heard from them again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you could see my face right now. Yeah. It's what the fuck is that? Yeah. So part of me doesn't trust the process because of so many people because I don't trust the process. Like, Mm. I don't really trust. I'm like, okay. Like, I think that's part of the non celebration part because part of people's job is to make you. I don't understand why they would do it. I know you just say you feel comfortable, but I'm like, okay, do you, are you being nice or you, you want like, do you, it's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it is, and that's
2: why it's like it it, it can't be on like you, you can't judge your success on people
1: whose job is to tell you that you're doing great. What's our success? What do you see us as? What like do you feel successful? Not particularly. <laughs> see, this is my fucking point. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. And so it's not that I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel the success level mm-hmm. that I think we should be at. But what is that, and what does that look like for people? I mean,
2: I mean, for me, there's a few projects in the go that I think that from the very start we wanted to happen, and I think that if they happened, I would feel a little bit like we accomplished something we've we always put out there. Okay. Same time, you don't know if that shit's gonna last, so that's scary too. Um, and then also um, being able to do what we do, be happy, go on tour, do all these things, but also make a lot of money. I know. I think that would feel good. Like when I just think about like, I, I would love the time when, and, and guys, I know this is such a luxury, but in our, in, you know, in our industry, we are around some people that do make a lot of money. So it's like, um, my voice is weird. Do you hear that? Yeah. You I okay? I have no idea what that is. Um, is that, um, um, uh, 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 uh that we are capable of being super successfully financially. Oh, I want it. I want to be the type of person I was looking on these um, flights to New York and it was like, you know, economy and it was like, you know, flexible, yada, yada. And then there was the top one. I thought if you have a ton of money, you're always just going to spend the most on your flight because why? Like, it's not it's no skin off your back fifteen hundred dollars. It was only fifteen hundred dollars. So skin off your back, right? I'd love to be at a point where I didn't have to think about every time when the bill comes, like, oh how much is it gonna be? Or like Oh yeah, my fucking or every time you look bill. at your credit card or your cable bill and all of that, it would be so nice to just be like, I don't I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. That would that would be amazing. That would be such an accomplishment, especially for you and I, when it's not like we came from a place where we ever were like, we had an abundance of everything. So to actually have that would be a a big achievement. But I also want to do it in a way that's super fun and creative and feels so natural to us, you know? I also don't
1: like the feeling of, um, this is so bad, and I'm being so honest with you guys, so I'm like, don't judge me for this, but you maybe will, and what can I do about it? Nothing. I don't like the feeling of being... I don't like the feeling to have my family having to rely on me to bring in an income. Mm -hmm. And then when I looked at the person we were collaborating with today, I'm Mm -hmm. like, because men, I feel like have even a higher responsibility. Mm -hmm. They must feel that in their, like in their gut to Mm -hmm. be because it's kind of how we raise boys and men to be successful and provide, right? Mm -hmm. That was a big narrative. I I think it's changing. But the feeling of like my income depending things is a bad feeling. Mm -hmm. When you have no Unless control your income is so large yeah. that you don't have to worry about it. Um, you don't even care where the money comes from because there's more than enough. Yeah, yeah. Or you get one big lump sum and then you ration it. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's like, Here's mm-hmm. X amount, you make this work. Mm-hmm. I think I would take we'd okay question Mm -hmm. then we're going to get into married sex oh actually oh you know what we should probably do the next one on married sex because I think there's a lot
2: more to touch on this okay because I had a couple thoughts about I think sort of what you're going to say go ahead
1: would you rather Mm -hmm. have the ability Mm -hmm. to make an infinite amount Mm -hmm. but no guarantee Mm -hmm. or would you rather someone say here is a lump sum tell me what that lump sum is baby make mm, five million it's not enough what no you wouldn't take five million no I'd keep working. Because I was thinking about the um, people who sold their company who were like us. Yeah. And I feel like there was two people at the same time who had two blogs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One was... Mm-hmm. The other. And the one company is like, fuck it, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the money. And mm-hmm. this one was... And that did not work to her favor.
2: No, it did not. <laughs> she got screwed. I just don't know if... I don't think $5 million is enough. I think that we were capable of so much more than that in the not-too-far future if we play our cards right. Or if the world... If we were, you know, if everything works out.
1: Uh, give me $50 million. Obviously, okay. I, I, I might take the five. Mm. Like, for me, mm. in you, mm. five and five. Mm. I might, and then you could start something else, but you can't do cat and hat. <laughs> what the fuck would I want to do? No, I'm just saying. Fuck no. I'm just saying, I wonder if that would, what that would feel like for someone to be like, here is, I'm offering you two, $10 million. $10 million each? Nope, five each. No, not taking it. Yuck. Seriously, but if you take it, I have to take it. But it's right here. Yeah, and it's after taxes. Yeah. it's five million dollars. Yeah, you're not taking that. No. So you're a risker. Well, I mean, I'll take ten. Not five. Five is so much money. I understand, but not for you. I think that we're worth more. I understand. I'm not. It's not about what we're worth. Well, I'm but, saying, would you take? Well, no, I'm saying I think we're worth more. We could
2: make more. So I'm saying. I guess we're going
1: to have to talk about this when the offer comes in to buy Cat and Nat. I don't think you can buy us. No. I was just curious if what that would feel like for someone to present you an offer mm. and then you have to be like, yay or If nay. it was today, no. I mean, maybe in like 10 years from now. Maybe. But, but 10 years from now, I'm
2: going to be worth so much more than that. So it's crazy.
1: You better be, because if we're not, what the mm. fuck are we doing? <laughs> so
2: how about this? I thought of two things. Number one, someone calls you up and says, what was this? Um... We have an opportunity to give you uh, a job, um, like w- whether it's like you gotta go. Let's say you get the opportunity to have Daphne's job in good, New York. Okay, the good. Dish. And your salary is two million a year. Okay, but you can't take Nat. Oh, I'd say no. <laughs> Wait, what would you say? <laughs> Natalie? No, I mean, there's no way the brand could ever break up or anyone Sorry. would ever take that. What would you say? No, I would say no. I would think that if if they thought that you know one of us was good enough to be on TV, the brand they they could make their own show for the two of us. But it wow. would be hard. But why would it be hard? Money? Because you're getting two
1: million a year. Yeah. Plus partnerships. Oh, I would write a tell-all. <laughs> 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 then I and was then, thinking- then I'd make. 10 (laughs) million. Yeah, you would. I'd be like, I'm Uh gonna write a bombshell tell all. Life is full of what-ifs. Some
2: awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans.
0: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: This show is sponsored by Better Help. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month. A whole month. H-E-L-P dot com slash cat and Nat. Yeah. That'd be no, funny. you know what though, um guys, because we went on um You should have seen the look the I good just dish. gave her. I went, I right, tell all of you. <laughs> tell everybody about your chubby
1: mall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and your stuck tampon.
2: Yeah, no,
1: I uh I
2: just think that I really like the good dish so far, and I just uh, it's a weird thing. It's like I feel like them getting that show is making space for more positive, less controversial yeah. like entertainment, whether it be on a streaming network or on a TV. Like This is what people need right now. Honestly, probably on that show, they laugh 75% of the time they're giggling. I love that. You know Whoopi just had to... Yes. She has to go because she mentioned the thing with the Holocaust being a race thing. Yes. Like, I mean, I know that could be said on any show, but they're not bringing up topics hard topics no. on the good dish and i nope. think i think there's a real, there's it's a great place for like po- political debate and that kind of conversation and we've yep. never been that place and it's because we try to bring you guys happiness and joy and uplifting content because you can watch the news any day
1: i yeah and you you can go on you can go i know a lot of people who have taken a uh, social media break recently yes they sure have because <gasps> they of, hate watching the fighting yep they hate watching the fighting um, wow, there are so many good submissions. I was trying... Yeah, don't uh, worry. We'll do two. I just have
2: to... Yeah, no, I, um, I, I've I i seen this. I've seen social media people say, I, that's it, that's it. I am taking a few days off because I can't
1: believe how people are talking to each other. Yeah. Also, I think because of the trucker-convoy yes. controversy mm. and people wanting people to take say something about mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it has been a really contentious time because... I, I think that, well, from my perspective, it started to happen when we, when we were away, and I go, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I couldn't even tell you what the fuck was going on, and it looks like a clusterfuck of everything, and I can't... And, and it's also really hard, because a lot of people that we follow,
2: number one, we don't agree with everything that each individual that we follow believes, right? But that maybe there's a part of them that we like and we follow. But for the most part, the people that we follow, we respect, so when, when we were away and we weren't on the news and we weren't on our phones and all of that, and this was coming up, we're, we're listening and watching to the stories and the posts of the people that we really respect. And literally there are so many saying one thing and so many saying the other. I know that it's like, it's like, it's not a place. It's not a place for us. It's not a, you know, and I know that a lot of people, are like, you have to say something, you have to say something, actually, you
1: know what? We have to say what we want to say. It's our channel and we can say what we want to say. There is an amazing TikTok that I, did I send it to you? I sent it to my husband, and it was basically... Because right now, everyone's so pissed because the First Nations communities still don't have um, clean drinking water. Still don't have access to that as an everyday freedom. So there's this um, Indigenous comedian on... TikTok, and he did, honest to God, I go, I don't know if he wrote this. I actually want to DM him. I don't know if he wrote it. I don't know who put this together, but I was like, this may well, be... If, it's a com- if he's a comedian, it was probably him. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play. It's a lot of F-bombs, but listen to this. This was like...
2: It's fucking water.
0: We've got... Of it in Canada. And we get more of it every fucking day. So, why
2: can't we fucking get safe water to First Nations communities? I have no fucking idea.
1: Almost 70 First Nations communities are told to boil their water before they use it.
2: That's not cool. If we can build a 2,000 mile pipeline for fucking oil,
0: we ought to be able to build one for fresh water.
2: Justin Trudeau said he'd get this done five fucking years ago.
0: So far, he's like, fuck off.
2: You think it from one place and it to another place.
1: How fucking hard can that be? Sure. It costs $2.1 billion, but we spent $826,000 last year researching a
2: sausage that doesn't burst.
0: fucking <laughs> <laughs> spent more money on his house than we're spending on getting First Nations safe water. Fuck. It's fucking water, for fuck's sake.
1: Wow. So, just, like, I w- it's funny, but it's not. Yep. But it's done so well. well and it's it funny because it's so fucking outrageous, the truth. And then when you see, actually, who everyone's involved in writing it, it's so engaging. I can link it somewhere, but I was just like, wow. And then they're basically saying, you all are complaining about something. We don't have fucking fresh water. So, it was ju- oh. it's just... A really, and then at the same time, there was um, more b- burial sites found. Exact time as the convoy, like ninety-three more burial sites, which isn't really even making the news. So, of children and 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 death of indigenous communities. So, I mean, there's a lot to talk about and unpack. And I think if anyone's going to get mad, it should be that we still don't have fresh water to a large portion of a community that should be, should be represented. So yeah, it it was hard to touch. And I think, yeah, it is a whole, even Instagram sometimes I'm like, what's the, what is the point of this? What is the point? What's the point? Like we go on it, we share. Uh, point of Instagram? Like, what's the point of, like, because everyone gets so mad at each other. Everyone's... You know what's funny? I
2: have to tell you, though. It's, like, a crazy thing. When I saw this one person say, I I can't handle this. I I, I can't watch these conversations. I was... I tried to look at some of her followers so I could see some of this because, honestly, in our community and the way that... Yeah, we don't Number one, we don't have fights. Um, But what I follow and what I use Instagram for does not privy me to anything that would make me feel yeah. frustrated like so frustrated and angry and upset and I yeah. I just have to put this phone away I, I do it I gather information from people who make me feel happy people who make me laugh yeah. share stuff I want to know about you know all of that stuff and I and I use it I use it a lot for the stories yes. um, and I follow stories, people that I make me stories. feel good yeah. you know and sometimes, you know, if someone's got a, a picture or they in their Instagram, they say, check the post and they tell you what it's about. I'll go in and I read the post. Yeah. But not from someone that I
1: am worried that is going to make me to say something that's going to make me feel bad and have to get off social media. And then I saw this other th- this other TikTok. Obviously, there's this woman that we follow on TikTok. She's called Mom Uncharted, where she basically is advocating for children in the social media space where parents mm-hmm. exploit them. And she's Canadian. Is she? Oh, I thought that's what you just said. No. Okay. She's a mother. Let's take a quick break and I'll explain exactly what she does.
0: Hold up. What was that?
1: So she's a mom and she actually highlights us as someone who doesn't overshare, doesn't exploit their children. Mm -hmm. So someone who has children integrated into their content, but doesn't take their children. Use them as main characters. And make them do things Mm -hmm. or highlight things. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was watching her, um, one of her stories and I've got to remember here where, where I was going with, oh, about, no.
2: Totally gone. and there it goes poof this is called motherhood it comes and it goes these thoughts and right when we start a new sentence it will pop back in
1: i was just like she she said something so recent on, and oh people get very no oh, people get really mad at her and she's just kind of like i don't know that no. wasn't even the point
2: well it, it's also funny you guys are, are gonna hear a podcast next tuesday of um a partnership that we did today with someone and he was saying that he like you can't offend him but that is, that's an armor that is lucky to have. And when he said it, I knew that he meant it and believed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the only time he, you know, he mentioned, and you guys will hear this, is the only time it hurts is when his kids are involved. And that totally makes sense, you know? Yeah, if your kids feel the wrath of what you're doing. Exactly. But um, it is, it is, I mean, it, it is, a, it's a skill I think you can learn to be not offended by, um, by what people say. If they don't know you, it doesn't matter.
1: I remember what I was going to say. There you go. She shared, this is what you're saying, she shared another woman saying, I was born when Facebook started, mm-hmm. and my mom went to counsel like, on Facebook and shared every single thing, and these people would debate over how she should do things with me. As a parent. As a parent, but my entire life yeah. is documented from every embarrassing moment to everything. My mom would go to these group of women publicly, and everyone would weigh in oh on the gosh. topic. And she's like... I have been raised in because there are now children of our children's age who will have been raised totally on they're called it's called the digital generation or something. Where their whole lives are shared on social media. And I began to think, wow, that's like our whole life with our most of motherhood is on social media documented. I do think I do you guys can come at me if you think I'm wrong. I do think we've done a really great job of not signalling out children but putting feelings as mothers mm-hmm. to the the journey rather mm-hmm. than blaming children for certain things like being like
2: yeah, absolutely and we also do that sort of between the two of us not knowing which one it was
1: yeah yes yes we're very like nondescript about, about, about ch- children I mean our podcast probably does go into depth about certain you know learning challenges or situations but I do think I mean they're helpful to other moms to hear about you know struggles that we're having because they're kind of universal and they're not like dirty secrets you know Mm -hmm. it's not like i'm like she was stood up and her boyfriend told it like it's not embarrassing stories they would turn back and listen to but i thought wow we are social experiments of growing we're we're literal social experiments i know and you know what you know when i think about our kids and i think
2: about like if you guys say like oh it's so unfair that you guys are so open and your kids don't really get a say and everything you say like again we were talking to someone recently and they were like I'm not really sure how much I can share as like a parent and where my boundaries are for you know because they're not really big in social media, and we're like oh we you know we on our podcast we share absolutely everything because we literally think of this community as our group of our friends and whether that's crazy and weird it is just the way it is, but I'll never forget the first time uh, uh, someone asks our kids what does your mom do for a living and this was a long time ago but it has not changed our moms help moms
1: yeah yeah uh, Max summed that up again recently
2: and if I and if and if that that means Means that we have to be open, which comes totally naturally to us, we're not trying to be open, nope. then I'm completely comfortable with that. I mean, yeah, one of our kids might later go, oh, my God, you guys were so gross and inappropriate on your podcast when I was little. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Grow up.
1: This is us, and I'm me. Uh, and I, 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 if I meet you, I'll have the same conversation. Exactly. It's not like this is like a conversation that's like, you know, trying to be a secret. Like I'm not trying to be someone else in, when I'm not with my family. My son yesterday. Yeah. Put his hand up. At school? Yep. And he let everyone know I didn't graduate. And I was, mm-hmm. you know, and did uh, everyone. And and I because I guess they were talking about, I don't know what they were talking about. Because sometimes he just comes out of stories like. Yeah. Nothing makes really sense. Yeah. But he's like, I told everyone you didn't go to high school today. And I was like, awesome. How'd that go? Wicked. Yeah. And I was like was there a follow-up like yeah what was the topic and then I got interrupted and I couldn't finish I'm like great great so okay let me know what what that well
2: you know what he can't say
1: that his mom's successful because apparently we're not no (laughs) so if he if someone's to google like you can just google us and find whatever you want to find and Mm -hmm. it is you know it's funny the person asked me today what year
2: did you graduate I looked at him like I'm sorry but um first of all I didn't graduate with my class. I have absolutely no idea what. When people ask me years, what years did you go to school? I, I have no idea. Yeah, either. I know my age, not my
1: years. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Yeah, it's oh. like fuck no. I have no I have idea. No ring. From graduating, yeah, I, I don't do the things, yeah. I don't know, it's don't not like I went to the I, I went and stood in front of everybody and graduated with all my friends and threw open my cap. We don't even do that in Canada, for God's sakes. I also want to like circle back for you guys just this feeling of not I know it's called like imposter syndrome, but that's such a huge, confusing conversation to have. Can you tell them what imposter syndrome means? Imposter syndrome means when people see you one way, but you see yourself as another way, so you're constantly floating between these two things. So someone's like, Oh my god, they're like this, this, and this, and then you're like, I'm actually not like that at all. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I am how people see me. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem with social media is everything's imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's creating a a visual of you and, you know, uh, an interpretation of you. And recently, Natalie went and got her hair done and the woman, I don't know why she told you this, was like, oh, everybody hates you who comes in here. Oh, well, I mean, that was a bit of an exaggeration. I mean, she basically said there's a lot of moms in this neighborhood who love to hate on you too. Well, and I was like, well, can number one how the fuck do we come up when you're getting your hair done? Number two, what is it just like, oh, out of the blue, do you know them. and Nat? Fuck them. So you, I should ask her next time how it comes up and what exactly they say. I really... Like, does it get worse than that? Like, those fucking idiots? I'm just curious, like, what... Because we go to multiple schools. Like, so we mm-hmm. definitely know some of the people in the school. Like, mm-hmm. we, de- we live in the same neighborhood that they're going to. Mm-hmm. So they definitely know us. Mm-hmm. And, like, do... Like what's the narrative? Like, are you watching us and then hating it? Like, mm-hmm. if you hate us, are you still watching us or you just decide to hate us from afar? Like, I hate those two. But you know
2: what the hairdresser goes? She goes, after all the conversations that I've had and they mentioned it, it's all just jealousy. What? what? Just- I, I guess it's not, and I don't really think it's like a jealousy thing as much as it's like, here's how you'd say it, but I don't know how, what it feels like to be them. Who do they think they are? Like, they're just like me. But then they go online, they do all these things, and 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 the majority of the time they don't know actually that you know we have written, written books that we have a top podcast that we do like partnerships. Right? They think we're just like we're just right we're just li- goofing like, around and probably like you know our husbands make money and we don't, and oh we're my just God. Okay. we're just being
1: fools out there. Okay. But if they listen to this podcast, they'll know that's absolutely not the truth. They're not going to listen. Okay. Oh, although I think a lot of the haters do listen. Yeah. And I, I I hope for your own heart, and I don't mean—I can say I don't hate anybody. I actually am thinking, mm-hmm. even the person who, like, would come at me and, like, mm-hmm. say something, I don't hate you. Yeah, I, know. I hate nobody. I, I, know. I literally can't think of someone I, I hate. I hate, like, child abusers, yeah, child yeah. molesters, murderers, rapists, yeah. dickbags. Yeah. But I— in my neighborhood, I'm like, oh, my God. I know. I hate that woman. I know, and it's so
2: crazy. I was thinking, and I don't know what I was thinking while I was doing my makeup this morning, but it's like, you know, when you think about, like, regrets or, like, when you were young, if you did this and that, it's like, I I know what I was thinking because the person, one of the people that we met met today, their a partner I went to high school with. And so I said, but, you know, the one thing that I can always look back on and say is that, Regardless of what you thought of me, I was i was always a nice person. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I always... even And if I, and I fucked up, I apologized because you're young and you make mistakes. But, like, I was never a mean... I, I can never... If someone can say they thought I was a mean person, or I
1: thought I was a bitch, but if you ever talked to me and you, you'd realize we weren't. And just if you're on that note, two things. One, someone recently DM'd me from Facebook and said, I want to let you know... I've watched your journey. You were always so kind to me in high school when not everybody was mind-blowing. Uh, you can write that email to someone and just it will change it changes everything. Yes. I think everyone has a total perspective. And we were recently at a show, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, you stop and showed someone out. And yep. I'm like, I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. I, and it was you were going back to high school, letting that person know, hey, thanks for coming and supporting me. Yeah. Even if it didn't go as planned when we were in high school, I'm like the appreciative you're here. Yeah, totally. And that was like that, but you, it sat with you. Oh yeah. To when we're on stage in a show, just want want to
2: make sure that person feels comfortable and that they know, like there was ever, you know, any discomfort between the two of us. I, I mean, and it was so long gone, you know what I mean? It was so over, but it was like, yeah, I just always want to make sure people know the intentions were never to be hurtful.
1: And, and but you we went that so a so, uh, uh, grown ass woman emailed me and been like i want to let you know I'm so proud of you and mm-hmm. I'm like you made me feel comfortable but then there's other women who are like I just hate you and I'm like that must be so terrible to live in a place of hate I really I can't imagine how and I, I think it's tied to confidence too which is oh, so crazy because a 100
2: if you are you're, that guy today who you can't hurt him he's confident in himself yeah he knows he's good at things yeah you know yeah and but again i know we've said that you know uh, confidence takes practice and it also takes like honestly stop caring what other people think and you know it's so funny i think i said this before i was out to dinner once and my friend said she's like you actually don't care what people think online that's what makes it so easy like for like for you to continue to grow and for people to like you i'm like but isn't everybody like that like you don't care what people think do you? she's like oh fucking right i do I care about every, I overanalyze every picture
1: that I post. So I overanalyze everything I say. I think those are the people who are the biggest judgers, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that another way to kind of get over and get confident is to, when you walk into a room or when you walk into a place, is to, to not jump to right ahead to picking people apart and finding the problems, but to, but to find the kindness in the people and watch how your whole attitude shifts. Because if you walk in, Because what you're really doing is knocking them down so you feel more confident. Yeah. But if you can walk in and be like, wow, they're so, like, if you can disarm them by making, finding the good, even if they're intimidating you or making you uncomfortable, your confidence builds. Because even though you think they look perfect, they are thinking, everyone's looking to tear each other down so everyone feels better. But if you can just walk in and be like, you know, he walked into our house today, Mm -hmm. uh, this man. And he's on a a health kick, okay? And uh, I can see how it would be intimidating to walk into someone else's house. Mm -hmm. And they're there. And right away, everyone, there was no shit between any of us. No. You know? And I think that you can either make someone feel comfortable, and then that makes you feel comfortable. Or you can make someone, you can kind of, like, be passive-aggressive. Yeah. Or you can knock them down. because Because you don't feel comfortable. That's why you're doing it, just so you know. Those people sitting there telling that woman, who you know that they don't like us, gets back to you is
0: yeah,
2: mind blowing. Yeah, and guys, it's really easy to like. You can, you can also take control of the room to give yourself confidence. If you, if like, if you want to sort of like feel that, if you want to change the pace of a room, you can start with comedy or a smile or saying something nice. And the m- minute that comes out, everyone feels open to you. And if they were gonna comedy. judge you, just walk out with some comedic... If you have comedy, like he started with comedy, yeah, which made it really easy. And then we fo- followed with comedy. If you, if you don't make jokes or you're not a funny person, start with something kind of nice, yeah, and that'll just immediately.
1: The, p- the room will look at you and say, I'm happy to be in their space. Yep. It is, it is a, it, it's a, it's something you can, your confidence you can control. That's what's amazing. Mm-hmm. You have full control over it. And if you put it in other people's hands or if you're searching for other people to give it to you, you will constantly be unconfident because no one can give it to you but yourself. So when you mm-hmm. walk in, I think your confidence grows when you begin to start to be kinder to people and, stop assuming they're thinking of you one way stop fucking assuming and walk into a room drop the assumptions and try to shift the energy and be like wow i I love your shirt and they'll be like oh wow thank you like we have turned around so many people with and some people will not have your comedy like we've had so many remember that one waiter And in the beginning, he was not having it. And by the end, he was like, fine, fuck it. I'll go there with you. He was like English or something. And we were trying. Where were we? We were out, but we were trying. Where? What country? Oh, God, I don't know. But he was trying so so hard not to give in. And then by the end, he gave in. He was like, fine, fuck you too. Let's have fun. You know, like he was not having it. and We did not give up. And he was like
2: fine. Yeah. And you can learn so much more from people when you're open and you say kind things and you're, again, your confidence is in your control. And sometimes that means that the person that makes you not feel the best needs to sort of be taken out of your life. Oh, And that can be true too. A lot of, if there's a poison in your life and they make you feel bad every time you talk to them, try taking a break and see how
1: you feel. feel. Did you ever have one of those? There's actually a lot of when you can see your friends and they're not good for each other, but you can't really say anything. And then there's some people that are great for each
0: other.
2: Yeah. And you can you know, see So I was, there's this thing oh. about that. I just heard it's like, um, Um, getting people, getting strangers together to have conversations and seeing if they have a natural bond or not immediately. And what it all has to do with is how fast one person says something and the other person responds, but not necessarily responds what was on their mind, but as a response to what the other person said. So how fast you ping pong back and forth like that. And that's how you know if you're connected. That's how you know if it's going to be a good connection. As a friend, as a partner, whatever. So the conversation has to easily flow back and forth. But the person has to respond, again, not in necessarily what their thoughts were, but showing that they've listened to what that person said. Well, then you can force it. Or is it natural? I mean, you're after a while, you'll see it's not natural. You know? Got it. I mean, you know that. You know when you meet someone for the first time in the conversation? You could talk to them forever. I remember this one boyfriend. We met one night. We could talk on that phone for... I had never ran out of things to say to him. I don't often rarely have it with a man. Yes, with you, of course. I'm joking, you (laughs) dickbag. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Ciao, guys.